0: Hey, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know about a really great podcast called Bad Asians, hosted by David Nguyen and Imran G. They're both Bay Area comedians. Uh, Bay Area, that's where I'm from. What up? Yay. Go Warriors. Anyways, you guys should listen to it. It's really great. Uh, They are self-proclaimed bad Asians, and they talk about identity, culture, comedy, everything. It's fun. Listen to it. Before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you guys know you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't know if you're listening to it because you've subscribed or you just found this by happenstance, but go to your Apple podcast right now and click subscribe and also click rate and review because the good reviews really help us out. And also if you have a bad review, sure, why not? Leave it. I will feel bad, but also I'll learn. So we'll both grow together. Cool.
1: You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real.
0: This is Teresa Lee, and you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I invite guests to tell me something they've never told anyone before. So it could be anything, it doesn't have to be bad, uh, but usually just a secret, and we all like secrets. (laughs) And here with me today is a good friend, very funny writer, Carmen Angelica. Hello. Hey, what's up? I don't know why I always announce um, the guests like I'm on stage. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> I feel like I'm hoping that somebody's going to be listening to the podcast and then just be like, oh, hi. Like, clap, clap,
0: clap. Yeah, like. I, was like, I, I, did, I, I think it's just a weird habit. Maybe it means I'm hosting too much. I got to stop hosting shows.
1: I mean, is it wrong? Is it wrong to, like, hype up the person you're about to? Is it so wrong? Is it so wrong, world? I don't know. You're right. I try to hype up my friends a
0: little. It is good to hype people up. <laughs> also, one development um, that I've recently discovered about myself, and, and you I don't know if you have any experience with this, but I just recently found out I have ADHD, like officially. I kind of suspected it for a mm-hmm. while, but my, um, my sister, I have a twin, she has it, and I've been trying to like get it diagnosed. But in classic ADHD formation, it has been very hard to schedule or do anything. Yeah. For, for like over a year. And I finally went to a psychiatrist and she said, I'd be very surprised if you don't have it. And as an adult, you have to um, do this other test, like where they hook your brain up to stuff. Oh, wow. Takes, really? Like, yeah, there's like a three month wait period. At least at my insurance, there's a three month wait period. It's pretty hard. I asked around at other places and it's pretty hard to schedule one of these. I think because they, they don't make want people l- to abuse the drugs, maybe. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I was like, why don't they make it easier to like diagnose that though? I don't know. It's it was very frustrating. And then they also said, in order to do that, you have to take a drug test because um, drugs will affect your brain waves. And uh, this is the official scientific description: your brain waves. No, I don't know. There's not, something yeah, something else. about your brain. But, inclu- but it includes weed, and I t- uh, had <gasps> a, a medical card for anxiety, and for, I think, a lot of the anxiety comes from ADHD. So anyways, I'm only saying that up top, because if my ADHD is extremely strong today, that's probably why. Like, I, I tend to kind of, I don't know. And it,
1: if it makes you feel better, I'm currently hopped up on, on Dayquil. Cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, have, I got a cold, so I I'm a tell. little loopy. I'm a tiny bit. Just You like, look great. Thank you. You look great. <laughs> <Thank>
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you're sick.
1: No, it's, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I, congr- congrats on the finding out ADHD. I know, I don't
0: know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I I've think been it's good to be diagnosed, that, like, it's right? exciting. I think, yeah, I think it is only because I'm like, oh, maybe one step closer to figuring out, like, how to become a br- not w- weird, broken person. I don't know. Not <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't mean I'm broken, but I think of myself as, like, hardware, and I'm like, oh, that, that came, uh, there was a malfunction there, let me fix it up, let yeah. me do this. So. I think
1: it's never bad to know yourself just a little bit better.
0: That's true. Okay, so I like to start every podcast with a uh, good confession from my guests so my mm-hmm. audience can get to know you and cuz confessions don't have to be bad or scary. So it's just like a quick short thing, but do you have anything good you'd like to confess? Hmm. Um okay.
1: <clears throat> you guess my good confession. Uh I uh I'm going to do a good confession that is not involved in uh the industry cuz I feel okay. like that's so easy to like put your whole self-worth on like how you're doing professionally. Mm-hmm. So I am going to do mine. Is uh, I have recently figured out how to make uh, the perfect scrambled eggs. <gasps> Whoa! And it's become great. an obsession of mine. Like it's I need to like I've been I'm switching. I got to switch up my breakfast routine because I've just been like doing that like Gordon Ramsay <laughs> like like twenty minute scrambled egg thing for a while, and it's um, incredible. I'm wow. like really proud of myself.
0: What makes it different than regular scrambled eggs? Um, it's like. Well, there's this rule, these
1: rules of like how you make it, and so you have to whisk it. Like you can't use a fork, and you can't add salt or pepper or anything to it. You have to whisk it for like a good long while, and then you put it in a pan, and you either use either olive oil or butter, and then you have to heat it on very low heat, and like put the eggs in, and constantly be like moving it. And I do it with a spatula, but you can do it with a whisk. And then you like constantly move it until uh, it starts to cook, and then you have to take it off the heat and wow. keep moving it and then she's it cools demonstrating
0: down. in the studio yeah. how to do this you can i just want her i just want <laughs> teresa to
1: know I, I you guys i can imagine it but like or watch the gordon Ramsay video um
0: well send us your address well carmen <laughs> will send you a box of perfect scrambled eggs um, so you can try it eat it while you're listening to this podcast yes you're welcome <laughs> it's like one of those subscription boxes that yeah. you just get perfect scrambled eggs every day oh uh,
1: it's so good it's i've never like i never realized that. Scrambled eggs could be so fluffy. They great. sound great. They're really nice. Are
0: you a perfectionist?
1: Um, I, I can be about certain things, and then uh, my patience is, like, gone with other things. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I don't, I don't care. Let's just get it done with, like, a lot of things. But then um, – But
0: the idea of – because it sounds like you were so excited about having this way to make a perfect uh, recipe. Do you feel like it's, like, very – do you get a lot of satisfaction when you've, like, sort of, like – Figured out the perfect way to do something you know oh to, yeah you, like stick to routines a lot. oh
1: yes I like yes I am very into like algorithms and routines uh, and anything that can like get me to from point a to perfection
0: <laughs> what are you are you the type of person who goes to restaurants and always orders the same thing once you've found the perfect menu item or do you like to switch it up
1: i i do a lot of like the same thing which is like me a, too right it's, yeah. and it's a family thing too my oh, whole yeah? family de- we even have like a joke where like if we travel a lot of times we'll end up going back to the same restaurant if we like it oh okay. because we just liked it so much
0: that's nice but it, well, it, sometimes there's like a memory tied to yeah a place that you've eaten at. true very true. I think my mom's like that. Like she'll be she'll be like, "We have to go back to that one cafe we went to that one time just cuz there was a nice memory there." I'm like, "There's other cafes." But <laughs> but you just, you know, you're like, yeah. "Yes." I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I I'm like that too and I used to get shit for it cuz it's like, I mean, I will like and I get the most boring ones. It's not even like I've picked a really exciting menu item. Like <laughs> I get pad thai at Thai places. I get like Caesar salad. Like I oh, used to get um I'm fettuccine alfredo. It. Just like the most like bl- bl- not bland, but like vanilla sort of menu items and i pick i mean they're popular for a reason i think um but yeah i i'm very much like that and i don't know i think for me it's just like well i know that works so i'll just follow that blueprint yeah and i don't have diminishing returns but i guess some people do yeah and i
1: know like oh we should explore we should try the different things yeah and sometimes i'll be like i gotta do it but then when i'm disappointed
0: i'm like why didn't i just get my order right and then you're upset and you're like oh trying new things sucks (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> not worth it not worth yeah, it don't
0: try new things kids no well try new things but also once you find one you like just keep doing that yeah I have, maybe i also have I'm, uh, this sounds like i have an obsessive personality which could be <laughs> true i do that with music like do you listen to the same song over and over
1: oh yeah if i find a song mm-hmm. that i like i'll listen to it on repeat and then i'll be done
0: yeah i literally i was i was just on tour and i literally listened to the call me by your name song for like on repeat while I was on a seventeen-hour bus <gasps> for pretty much the entire time. Oh my god, <laughs> it was kind of just soothing at a certain point. Yeah, but it doesn't bug me. I'm just like I like the song, so I'll keep listening to it. Yeah, because I know I like it, <laughs> and then I don't have to think about finding other music I like. Yeah, same. I I I feel like we have a whatever
1: this is this like a need for repetition and uh perfection. Yeah.
0: I will say there's something very exciting to me about finding something you like uh, for the first time, so that's why I don't think it's a problem because I, I yeah. I'm not like a hermit, and I <laughs> do make new friends, yes, and meet uh, and try new things. Like that movie came out recently, and I yeah. watched it, and I was like, "Ooh, I love this." And so I, I know I can still have that feeling of like discovery. It's yeah. just that I don't go seeking it all the time. No, I, I, I don't yeah, obviously,
1: mm-hmm. it's like not, it's not <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. It's not, it's not a problem because it's not stopping me. Right. But, like, it's definitely a thing I see myself do is, like, get when I need to feel comfy, I'll, I'll, like, do something on repeat.
0: Do you have a routine for if you're having a bad day, like, things that you always do or eat or watch that make you feel happy? Oh, man. Um, well,
1: I definitely do things that make me, like, comfy in, like, the sense of, well, like, one thing for a while. I mean, this was just a thing that my roommate and I, would do for each other is like when we'd be when we'd have a bad day and mm-hmm. we'd text each other and be like "My, had a bad day. you know that's <laughs> the, nice. uh, then the other person would get baguettes and brie like baguettes and brie <gasps> oh and then we would both have like baguettes and brie as like a treat that's so as nice. like a bad day treat so yeah. that's like a repetitive thing that we did
0: is your roommate your confidant and um you tell uh, most things too
1: she uh she hears a lot of my bullshit because she (laughs) lives with me um and I I wish I could be one of those uh roommates I feel like sometimes I'm worried I'm like kind of annoying but I wish I could be one of those roommates who like is like able to be private in their own home but like when I'm home a
0: lot of times I'm just like (laughs) I had a bad day (laughs) but that's good I don't think being you should be open in your home I hate like in New York uh so many people just live with roommates they never talk to you and then they go into the room and don't hang out in the living room and I hear people say their roommates are like that and I don't like that I feel like <laughs> I want to be able to like stomp around not stomp yeah. okay not, but yeah I get stomp that around. I want to though. <laughs> so. I want to be able to just like feel at home in my living room and space and be like hello how are you doing today and yeah. And just trust that if they don't want to talk, they'll be like, hey, actually, I don't really want to talk right now. And not ever feel like I'm – imposed. like, just f- – I want to feel, like, comfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm – yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, good. Because,
1: yeah, I'm always like, oh, man, I hope I'm not, like – because I'll just be like, <laughs> I had a bad day and this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes you want to be open with everyone. Like so I, I'm, I'll tell like my life story to anyone who asks, but the hard thing is getting people caught up sometimes. So sometimes you know if you haven't seen a friend for a while, they, they'll be like, what's new? What's up? And then instead of being like, well, I want to give you a little biography, <laughs> you just, just say good, right? But So it's nice to have a couple of friends that I feel like know uh, – Because there's ongoing, I don't know if you have this like ongoing sagas in your life, like, you know, whether it's dating or career or whatever, but you'll be like, oh, here's the update with this. It's almost like they took out the bookmark from where you (laughs) left off and you update them. Yeah. So it's nice to have friends who've been caught up um, in certain aspects of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally
1: agree. Mm Because it can be tough when you're like, when when somebody's like, really feel you. Like I have some friends, Uh I'm sure you have this in New York. Yeah, who like I don't really get to see as often and mm-hmm. we don't we stand like we love we, like if I see them you know it's like we never left uh, yeah. or I, like I never left but um but I'll have like a hard time sometimes like they'll be like how's it going and I'll be like okay and then I have to like fill them <laughs> oh, in <a> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have like this yeah like all my notes I made a montage video
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made a season
1: recap <laughs> it's like 50 it's like the 51st dates thing
0: like, movie oh, except yeah. at the end we just like rejogged their memo like yeah so We should do that. Make season recaps (coughs) for our lives. A lot of people probably do Christmas cards, but like real personal (laughs) ones, like for different tiers of your friends, because you you can't tell everybody everything because people don't want to know. Not because they don't want to be open. Sometimes (laughs) people don't want to know everything about you. Um, And (laughs) yeah, but you can have tiers. You can be like, well, if you want to know everything about me, here's a little one minute recap of everything that happened. Yeah. And, like, they're the people who you're like, I'm not willing to be that open with you, but
1: I'll fill you in at some, you know,
0: so. Just imagine, like, breaking up with someone and being like, hold on, uh, I got to record this to put in my recap. (laughs) That's great. I made this mistake the other day because I I was traveling and I came back and I feel like when you leave L.A. and come back, you get excited to see people. But in L.A., I, I don't know if you have this experience, but my experience in L.A. is that you don't see people for a long time anyways, even if you live here. And so I made the mistake of someone who just, uh, I was at a comedy show, and someone was just like, oh, how's it going? What's new? And I was so excited that I hadn't seen people for so long, I started actually telling him. (laughs) And then he's just like, I could see his face drop, like, oh, I don't really want to know. Like, it was like a, oh, I was just, you're just supposed to say, it's all good. Uh, And I was like, oh, yeah, people don't really want an answer. They just (laughs) say, everybody acts like they haven't seen you forever. Yeah. But they really just like, hey, how's it going? Oh, my God. Oh, great. Okay, cool. See Uh,
1: you later. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Sometimes I'm like not sure. I, I feel like I've stepped that because I. I'm with you. I, yeah. I. We're we're similar in the sense of being like if somebody's like, "How you doing?" I'll be like, "Well, you know, I've been ups and then there are downs." And like, here's how they have been up, and here's how I've been down. Like, and, and people are just so. I think definitely, I have seen people's face go like,
0: "Oh, I just want it fine." Like, yeah. well, is there anything mm. you want to tell me right now? Uh well,
1: I guess. Um, actually, this harkens back to us talking about, our um childhood like be- like belief type things. Um I and I guess it like went into my adulthood. I have a great imagination. We'll start with that. I have
0: a really great imagination. I can for that we work Th- together. Thank and... you. Uh I like your imagination too. Um <laughs> Oh,
1: that's
0: a nice I've never yeah. heard someone say that and I'm going to use that now. Yeah, I like your
1: imagination. imagination. Um but my I know that as like a child I developed like these truly like crazy theories
0: Uh uh-huh
1: um and i believed them a hundred percent um so like one that i just remember like really believing for a long time was that i had learned about the idea of like the butterfly effect Mm -hmm. you know which is for those of you who don't know um when a butterfly flaps its wings like a hurricane happens somewhere else which means that like a small occurrence will create a a larger occurrence but what i took from that Uh was that um well, what I what happened is I remember in first grade I had like a great like I had met my best friend that year and I had like been doing really well in school and then uh a huge um blizzard hit Minnesota and I was positive that I was the butterfly oh my God. that made this blizzard um and it was the idea of because what I, in my in my I like in my head I believed like okay well if a butterfly like flaps its wings it's <sighs> doing well it's like flying
0: yeah
1: uh, and that's causing a bad thing to happen in the world because like it's flapping so, its wings oh, b- <clears throat> by
0: existing it's doing well well yeah so like
1: if it if if I'm the butterfly and my theory was like if I'm the butterfly and I'm doing well something bad is going to happen <gasps> in the world but if I'm not doing well something good will happen in the world because I didn't mess things up
0: so the Okay, I kind of follow. I but I'm but the butterfly flapping its wings being equal to doing well is a stretch because yeah. couldn't it be flying uh and and being really sad?
1: I mean, the to me, I was like, okay, if a butterfly's flying, it's obviously happy because it's, it's a butterfly so yes. and it's in the air and it's not falling. Like falling is bad. Oh. Then that's when you're doing poorly. You're falling. Oh, okay. But if you're flying, you're doing great. And so I was like, oh no, if I fly, the like stuff is going to go down in the world. And so I really sincerely believed, like, anytime I had a success in my life, like I would cause havoc oh in the world God. somewhere, that <laughs> which is like
0: awful. It was
1: like yeah, and I. I was, like, nervous as a kid because I was, like, I think I'm causing bad things to happen by doing well. And, like, later, I remember I I told, like, who did I tell? I told one person, and I just remember their reaction being, like, that's so narcissistic of you. (laughs) And part of me was, like, but I'm not happy about, like, I'm not, like, a narcissist because, like, it is, yeah, it's like a child being, like, I'm the most important. I create havoc in this world. I'm, like, You're seven. like an X-Man. Yeah, I'm, like, super powerful. and But as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, I can't be too happy.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because I will cause havoc in the world if I am.
0: Whoa. Where did um, – were you raised religious? No. Where did this guilt come from? It's, <coughs> it sounds like a lot of guilt, which um, – I only ask the religious thing because I think that there's a lot of religions that sort of use guilt as a way to control people, and you know, like sometimes they'll do what scourges yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, I'm thinking of the Scarlet Letter. I, but you know, just like uh, punishing yourself to preempt any guilt for feeling
1: good. Yeah. Um, no, I. Uh, the funny thing is, I really wasn't re- raised very religious. Like my my dad is an atheist, and um, my mom is Jewish, and Uh, I was raised, like, probably with more Judaism in my life, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, not not really religiously, and, and, like, both of my parents are very, like, hippie. Like, if anything, I was just raised incredibly hippie.
0: Did your parents ever do, like, a reward-punishment system for, you know, sometimes they'll do, like, you can get a prize if you're good. Did they do anything like that with you?
1: Um, I mean, like, as much as any other, but, like, punishment wasn't really a huge thing in my house. Like, I didn't, I'd never gotten grounded. I... Um, I like barely had timeouts as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, my parents were just like very hippie, but like, I will say I had a constant fear of like angering people, which I have to this day. I sure. think I am f- so afraid of like angering people and hurting people.
0: Um, cause maybe you feel <clears throat> like the effect you have is well, like you're magnifying the amount of hurt you would cause someone. Yeah. In your like, mind. Yeah. You know? And you know, cause
1: like I, I think maybe because I was like, and I, I think I was and probably am like a, a very sensitive child. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I get like, uh, yeah, like you're as like a crying and balled up in the corner over there. I didn't want to say anything. Like I mean, that. yeah, yeah. I, you know, thank you for noticing. Um, <laughs> and like just letting me be. Uh, no, yeah, I was, as a kid, I was just, you know, uh, I was like a very tender hearted little child. I would like, when people would cry on TV, I would like pet the TV. <gasps> As, like, a like, that is as so a, like a first year, uh, yeah, it was like Aww. a one year old. I would be like, you know, my mom thought it was really cute,
0: Aww. but it
1: was just me being like, How do we make the crying stop? <laughs> like, it was like, so I think I developed in my head that it, I don't know if it was like a weird, warped way of being like, I know how to fix the world, yeah, I just can't be happy.
0: Wow, <laughs> what a trade off! So much guilt for a child. How old were you?
1: Uh, when, when it, started? it started, I was in first grade, and then oh, I carried it young. up until. I'd say maybe partly into college and I just never, at first I like verbalized it in my head and then it just became like a way of life and I didn't really realize until I went to therapy, It like, uh, like near in, like during my college years. Yeah. And I, at one point, like kind of verbalized like, oh, you know, as a kid I used to like, I don't know. And the therapist was like, no, no. Like, <laughs> no, let's talk about <laughs> no, that. No, no. That's a thing to like explore.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting too, because it's like so, so much innate guilt, but it, it didn't sound like or at least to your knowledge, you're not like attributing it to any specific thing an influence, right? It's sort of just came from within. Yeah. Did you ever um so tell me more about how this like played out. Did this ever you know, did you ever find yourself like not doing mm-hmm. something or like holding back from opportunities that would make you happy because you felt guilty? Like did this affect the choices you made? Um, yeah, it actually yeah, it super did. I think well, like there
1: was a period of my life where I like lived abroad and it feel like as my as my childhood as my world expanded, you know, like mm-hmm. as a kid, your world is kind of like very small. Yeah. And then as it expands and you like learn about like war and like other wow. countries and like everything like that, suddenly I was like my, you know, like my reach is larger than ever. Like I like <laughs> was living uh, abroad with my family for a little while and I learned about war kind of for the first time, like seeing it firsthand, like just like. Oh, yeah. Where did you go abroad? <laughs> I was like living in um, the, on the island of Cyprus and I lived oh, wow. in, uh, and we traveled around the Middle East a lot, and I, you know, you see a lot of like there was like a lot of, um, well, at the time NATO actually was mm-hmm. it was like 1997,
0: 98. That um, oh, was like Kosovo time.
1: It, it was yeah, like NATO. Yeah, NATO was like bombing, and um, and I do remember like one of <laughs> one of my friends, uh, in the school, she was like, uh, part Lebanese, uh, um, or you oh, studied Yugoslavia. Really sorry. Young. Yeah, I was pretty I was pretty yeah. <laughs> and uh and I and I had this philosophy in my life. And so like I was trying no, she was part uh, Yugoslavian. Sorry. Uh-huh. She was part Yugoslavian. And she came up to me one day and was like uh you're bombing my grandma. Oh my god. And I was like uh I'm sorry. I didn't know. And then I like went home and I was like crying and I was like, I'm bombing her grandma. And my mom was like, okay, well, you have to tell her like sometimes your country does things that maybe like you didn't, you know, oh my gosh. sign on for. So I like went up to her and I was like, I did not choose to bomb your grandma. <laughs> it was like a very, but like in my head, I was like, my, my reach is getting like...
0: Oh, it farther. felt like he, it was all because of you. <laughs> yeah, like you know, and I
1: would attribute it to like, oh, you know, I I did well in this like test. I like skipped a grade. uh And then, did you
0: ever connect it specifically to any events Like, not just general hurricanes, but were you did you ever like do well in tests and then the next day something happened? And you're like, oh my god.
1: Well, I was for a while. I thought <laughs> this is terrible um and I understand this is a problem but this is my like childhood mind when 9-11 happened I thought it was because I skipped a grade whoa and I remember like the teacher was like they like f- informed us what was happening and like immediately I said out loud oh my god it's my fault you're
0: like I'm going back to fifth grade okay guys <laughs> I'm not, so I promise call, call off the bombs it's fine
1: it's, we could stop this <laughs> but I really was like oh my god my my reach is so strong wow it was like a very, it was like a very warped way of, and like, you know.
0: And there was no way, it wasn't even like a thing. Well, I'm just thinking in Carmen, like elementary school Carmen's mind, was there ever a moment where you were like, not that this would be right either, but like <laughs> a moment we were like, I'm doing well, but I'm going to now do the additional acts of kindness to offset it. Or is there, in this belief, there is no way to offset it. The goodwill. I think I would just be like, if something good happened, I'd be like, I have to fail
1: soon. Something has something oh bad God. has to happen for me soon. Or if something bad happened, I'd be like, well, at least uh, But there's like a comfort in being like, well, at least something good is happening at in least the I world. I saved. A I saved something. Like I did. <sighs> I did something
0: okay. Um, you know. So did you ever make um, exchanges like, oh, I really need you know someone to not get sick, or I really need this thing to not go poorly. So in exchange, I will purposefully fail this test. Yeah. Like, I would truly,
1: like, there were moments, I didn't necessarily believe in God, but I was like, all right, I guess if, like, if, if ever, if this, if this doesn't, like, go as bad as it could, like, if stuff was happening in the world, like, um... I don't remember. I remember there would be deals where I'd be like, I promise, like, I, I, won't, go, I won't get into the college I want, even though I want to go. Oh I won't God. go. I won't get in if you just, like, make sure that, like, the world
0: is okay. Like, I want to go back in time <clears throat> and just comfort little Carmen. I mean, it, it's
1: okay now. Like, I think, you know, the only thing that's residual from that is, like, I, I try not to get too excited about good things. And I try not to get too excited about bad things or, like, too upset about Did bad things. M- yeah.
0: Well, that's overall – Yeah, I think as long as that's not getting in the way of your life where you're uh, holding back so much i think generally feeling even-keeled and stable is good yeah I, I think that's true i think sometimes people like i have been told like you
1: should feel good when good things happen you should feel good but there's like that little tiny oh, yeah. part of me that's still like i can't feel good I
0: think You should let yourself feel what you feel <laughs> i think that's the tr- <laughs> if you're feeling good and it's authentic feel good i don't think you have to feel bad if you're not as excited about something as everybody else is so if the true emotion is like you aren't that happy about something, you don't have to be like, well, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? But if yeah. you truly are happy, I don't think you have to hold back. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I agree with you. Like, <laughs> like logically, I'm in a logical place now. Like, this is, and I don't know where this developed because I remember when I told my mom about, like, I, yeah. I op- like opened up about, like, having these theories. And I had many other, like, weird childhood theories, but this was the one that was, like, the most prevalent in my life. Um, well, it sounded
0: like it went on for a <coughs> while.
1: It went on for a while. It, like, went on, on like, into my early adulthood like definitely went through my teens and uh-huh. like but it became like not a conscious not not a, definitely not verbalized and not like quite conscious it uh-huh. was just like it was like
0: autopilot like that was how yeah, my Yeah like the were guilt made. was sort of always there yeah like driving you yeah I I don't think I had anything exactly like that but I used to make bargains a lot and I wasn't raised really religious but I went in and out of like sort of like Christian school so enough where the idea of god was there like i definitely didn't go to church or do it uh all the time but enough where like if i felt that kind of guilt which i you know i think some, some very, feels normal right it
1: feels like it would yeah. make sense to be religiously affiliated well then
0: i would start making bargains with god even though i wasn't going to church and i remember this when actually i have this very specific memory of getting on a plane from san francisco back to new york or to nyu where i was going to school and i think i was going back right around saint patrick's day and i was feeling a lot of guilt for, like, partying and underage drinking, even though everybody in college yeah. does that. And at the time, mm-hmm. I remember being like, I really want, uh, I think I really wanted something to happen. Maybe, like, if, all of my problems are so petty. I think it was just, like, a, a crush or something. I wanted to like me. Yeah. And I was like, I promise if I, uh, if I, if this happens, I won't drink on St. Patrick's Day. And I remember being, like, having this internal argument, like, St. Patrick, can it be another day? <laughs> I was like, well, you said it to me. Like in yeah. my mind, I was like, you said St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That means <laughs> you got and it. And if you're not gonna do that, then it's not a worthy sacrifice. Yeah. And uh, I remember going back and forth in my head, like, all right, all right, I'll do it. All right, no drinking on St. Patrick's. And then at the same time, another voice being like, you're saying that now, but you know, you're just gonna go back in your words. Like, <laughs> God damn it, you're right. <laughs> I am. I need to really commit. And so like it'd be this thing, and then finally be like, all right, I won't. I won't drink. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it kind of, when you were saying your thing, it kind of reminded me of that. It was just this weird like internal like um quid pro quo where yeah. you feel like you have to trade off assign yeah you have to assign like um uh, I don't know if it's a control thing but it definitely felt like it was like I have control over what happens next and it's my choice even though it, it was I mean it didn't matter if I drank or not yeah because something good could happen or not but yeah it truly did it was like a
1: Ada Ada d like yeah. philosophy but I totally get it and I think it happens like we don't really think about like I guess Lent is not quite that, but it's similar. Yeah, it's giving up a lot of things. Fasting,
0: a lot of religious fastings like that, where <clears> it's like the feel. But that also, I can see fasting is also meditative because it's yeah. sort of like you're while you're doing it, you're reflecting. Yeah. Um, but there's always an undertone of uh, I'm sacrificing something, and I feel like I should get points or that sort of yeah. idea. I think.
1: So I, but I, so I guess I made
0: my own religion because I was not raised. Religious. I was not raised with religion. I
1: told my mom about it later. And she's like, where did this come? Like, where did you get this idea, Carmen? This is this is a problem. Like, you can't believe this. You know, you're hurting yourself. And I would, and like, or l- later in, I was like, I know. I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, where did this come from? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, your imagination is too good. And I would be like, I know. My imagination is so good. But uh, yeah, it was truly I think I was just like, I I like algorithms. I like, yeah. and so I would make up these like
0: math. The system has to make sense. Yeah. Well, some of it is trying to make sense of the world around you because the, the reality is there are bad things that happen. You know, 9-11 is a tragedy and there's things like that that are happening. And so maybe it's like child Carmen needing to make sense of it and yeah. needing to feel like it's not random and that there is some control. But instead of just being like, oh, bad person did bad thing equals dead people, it's more like, well – I am in the center of this. So I can change it. Well, because yeah. there's also some sort of uh, freedom. And I mean, overall, I think it sounds very crippling, but also there's some freedom in being like, well, if you were to fail everything, nobody would die. Yeah, And so maybe it's maybe that. You'd,
1: yeah, I think it, I think you're 100 percent right. I think it was like a childhood way of trying to make sense of a world that is arbitrary.
0: Can I ask if there's anything happening in your um, like out life at the time that you didn't feel like you had control over when this first started happening, like a divorce or a friend moving away or something like that?
1: No, no, I, I mean, no, it was truly like, it, I think it was like the first time I was noticing the world, like mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe I, I'm trying to think what happened. It was like first grade, it was around first grade that I remember thinking the first time, like, oh, no, I did this. Um, And I think it was, like, it was just, I connected it with a blizzard because it was, like, the biggest blizzard Minnesota had ever had in, like, 100 years or something like that. I'm
0: just imagining, like, your family gathered around the news watching, like, the (laughs) blizzard on TV. 1950s black on white TV. Yeah, everyone's like, there's a blizzard. And And then, like, little Carmen, like... Backing up slowly <laughs> into the shadows, and then going to your room like head and hands, like oh no, what did I do? Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> people are like, "Where's Carmen?" Yeah. And you're just like in the closet, like walking back up. Like, and no, I mean, my mom's like, "Hey, we're
1: gonna eat some <laughs> soup," and I'm like, "I don't want soup." <laughs> no, burn it. Make it too hot. I, I have need to, to burn hurt. my I have mouth. To feel pain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it was pure. It was purely like feeling out of control yeah and like
0: but for no particular thing that's so interesting
1: yeah or like i mean it, you know it was like In i was general. scared of this like blizzard yeah and so maybe my mind just <sighs> went like because it's a, you know Had like you
0: seen seen Dor- uh, wizard of oz at the time
1: uh I'm sure, Before, I'm sure I had. I'm sure I had. But and I was terrified of tornadoes, so I yeah. would make a lot of deals during tornado season. Of like, if <laughs> as long as our house doesn't get ripped up by a tornado, I swear, I promise, I will not, I will, I will not have fun in summer vacation. Oh like you know, it's just God. like s-
0: weird stuff like that. Are there a lot of tornadoes in Minnesota? Oh yeah. There was one in the whole time I remember growing up in the Bay Area, and it took the roof off a church. Whoa. which I mean, it's an act of God, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh no yeah tornadoes are terrible I had
1: one that went over we had we used to have a cabin like I, my parents inherited a cabin um from my grandparents and then we had to sell it to for money um but uh, it was a uh, it was I remember we went up and the sky became just like pea green and then Whoa. we heard what sounded like a train. My mom was like, "Get to the basement!" And like, we—I was like in the basement. And I remember she was like freaking out. And apparently, the tornado had like hopped over us. Oh, but like you could cool. hear it. Like that it was like wow. a train. It was crazy. It's crazy. So I really don't like tornadoes.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm wondering because with kids, like you watch a movie like Wizard of Oz, and it's so exaggerated that you could think, because like in in uh, the movie, I think Dorothy is rude or maybe doesn't do That's a true. or something. And, and then the tornado happens. And so there's sort of a feeling of like, well, if I just can go home, I'll be good, I promise. Yeah. And I'll appreciate my my, my family. family. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it.
1: I but. mean, I bet, I, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, there's definitely got to be like some societal like
0: I want to write influence. a movie that just is like, it fe- makes kids feel good. Nothing happens. <laughs> everything's fine. Or yeah. like bad things happen, but then the kid is just in a bubble and it's okay. I don't know. I yeah. just want to write like the opposite, the anti-scary cuz all these kids movies are so terrifying. I know. <laughs> They're so moralistic. I think it's good for kids to learn morals, but sometimes they, if you watch the wrong one at the wrong time, it can it affect you. With you in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm
1: sure yeah. I f- and I feel like so many like especially that era. The mm-hmm. film was like a lot of like, be a good child and nothing bad will happen to you. And so oh, it's yeah. like you have to be
0: like, I'm a good child. But like, you took it one step further because it doesn't sound like you were being bad. It just sounded like when good things happened to you, you felt bad. Yeah. Like it was like good. Like you worked hard and studied to get good in school. So most people would say that means you were being good. Yeah. But you internalize it as good things happen to you equals bad things to the world. Yeah. It was because of <sighs> the, I
1: had learned about the butterfly effect. And yeah. it was the idea of like this flapping butterfly. I was like, oh, if it's happy, if it's doing well. Where did you well. learn
0: the butterfly effect in first grade? Uh, I don't remember. I think my brother. Okay. Well,
1: not, not, not like he was like, guess what? The butterfly oh, effect. And I know, got
0: something juicy to I, tell you. I
1: think he was just like this little smart kid, and he was just like, "Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect?" Oh, and yeah. I was like, "No." And then he like was like, "It's like when this happens," and I was like, uh, "It is." <laughs> oh, no. And I think he just was like, "Yep." And he like, I, or some, it was either from him or like maybe one of his friends. I don't remember exactly, but I learned about the butterfly effect, and then I did like this A to C. Oh, jump yeah. of being like the butterfly effect okay well that that's the butterfly then i'm the butterfly and then if i'm the butterfly like what is my flapping and my flapping is doing well so if my if
0: i'm not flapping uh-huh. then
1: i'm falling and which means i'm doing poorly and then that means i don't hurt the world okay great
0: does anybody did you ever try to get anybody else on board like oh telling like was it in your mind was <clears> it just you that exists in the center of it or was it like a friend of yours if something good happened, also would equal another bad thing no i think it was just me just you. it was just me well
1: because wow. like and that's where like People were like, w- I had told one person they were like super narcissistic of you. That's super narcissistic. <laughs> and like, the thing is, I would like, I guess it, it is like, yeah, I was like, this. But I was the center really of my narcissistic.
0: own world. Narcissism is when uh, I've met a lot of narcissists, they <laughs> can't stand anybody feeling any negative things about them. So I- the narcissistic version of that would be. Uh, they're not trying to hurt anyone, and everyone's just falling over hurt, and <laughs> and it's not their fault, and uh, oh. because they can't be wrong, and they're the best. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: but in the narcissist version, they are causing a lot of pain. They're like holding the knife in your back, and they're like, um, I didn't do this. Yeah. You stepped into my knife. Yeah, you and, did uh, this. I'm a charming person. Yeah. So,
1: so in, in my You're not kid, a narcissist. Thank you. Well, I mean, I, and I, as a kid, I feel like, of course, you are the center of your own world.
0: Yeah, you have to <laughs> kind of think that. I, imagine just being born and just feeling insignificant. Yeah. You wouldn't want to learn how to walk. You'd be like, <laughs> I don't, What's the why point? do I need to learn to walk? <laughs> yeah, you'd just be like, there's nothing that I can do to change the world I live in. Which isn't totally true. I mean, there was a lot, but I think it's like a, you know a collective change i think as you get older you realize like oh there's strategies there's ways to work as a community to make change and it's not it it doesn't usually come down to one person equals like stopping a tornado but you know you can start it you can start the movement yeah exactly so yeah maybe i don't know yeah well so how are you now as an adult like uh, obviously (coughs) this uh belief has changed so how do you did you have to do something to cope with it um do you ever find yourself going back and having to like stop no, like I can't think this way, or
1: um, I mean, I think uh, you know, I definitely don't believe it anymore because having said it out loud to mm-hmm. my therapist and like now on this podcast, it you know, uh-huh. it helps to hear it and be like, oh, yeah, that that's not that's not realistic, that is like a weird logic, but like not realistic. Um, and it sounds
0: painful, like it sounds like it's <clears throat> hard to, yeah, it's feel it, that way all the time,
1: yeah, a hundred, but like I. At, at this point, like I, you know, there's again, I think the residuals of that is just like I have trouble feeling very happy when good things happen. And because like there's still this like flicker of fear that like, oh, God. Yeah. um. But I, kn- I know that it's not logical. Um. Mm-hmm. So at least I'm not like acting on it. And I am like I work really hard at like being happy for like little things, like feeling grateful for little things and like, um. you know, trying to and then like it did make it this like even keeled vibe because when something bad happens, I'm like, well, something good is going to happen. So it's all good. Like it's just the time. It's just energy flow. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it it was like a very long part of my life that I like made my own religion.
0: Wow. Do you, how do you react to bad news now when bad things in the world happen?
1: Oh, um, there's still that flicker. I'm like, but like, (laughs) but here's the thing. Like one thing that, uh, kind of like after a while so many bad things have happened I guess as I'm more, more aware of them that I'm like not that much good stuff has happened to me <laughs> so it can't be my fault <laughs> like, uh-huh. I didn't do that I'm not, I'm not that successful so like I shouldn't like blame myself like I should just like exist and be okay with that
0: yeah I think you should allow yourself to be happy and I think you should be happy for good things little things but also big things yeah I think, I think allow yourself to be happy freedom. yeah
1: yeah So that's the takeaway, I guess, I got from it. But yeah, uh, obviously, like if you believe something long enough, you're always going to have that instinctual feel. Yeah. But
0: like 100 percent, I don't. Maybe you can make up a new belief that counters it. Yeah. Something like what if it's the complete opposite? Like when good thing when you work hard and good things happen to you, 10 people will have good things happen to them
1: i think that's such a better belief i think i will totally take that because that's nice because nice, i'm like oh good like i'll help somebody and that's like a thing also is like you can actually a- act and do good things that yeah. help other people so like that's the thing where it's like oh i don't have to like be afraid of something that i have no control over i like can volunteer or like if i'm doing well like make sure to help people uh, to like rise up you know like it's, yeah but even you know.
0: well that's already going that extra step of volunteer. I'm just saying on a very basic level oh like just believe that it's gonna happen well yeah I mean like also I think it's good to volunteer but I don't you're still adding on extra tasks for you I just need work to I just in the do. very first level of like let's say you sell a show that's a good thing happening don't even go straight from selling a show to I must volunteer now just like <laughs> be happy because you work for it and you did a good job and like it, you deserve it and then also beyond that I think you can also believe that this good thing happen. Now, good things will happen to ten more people. I like that. that. You can kind of believe that. Yeah, nice. I'll give that to you. Possible. That's possible. That's a new Carmen Thank two point religion. Yeah, we'll call it Teresaism. Teresa. No, it's <laughs> Carmenism. It's, it's all about you, and it's about. But <clears> then it's great because you can you can affect good in the world. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. nice. Thanks. I, and I kind of, on a basic level, do believe that when you put good energy in, other people feel it. Like if you're doing, if things are happening to you and they're good, I think people will feel that positive energy that's good and then huh. maybe be inspired nice yeah. nice, real nice Teresa, good. you're so great oh thank you. you're, <laughs> you're so great well i'm well i'm glad that you don't feel that way now and, and yeah. you seem like a very positive person that more good things are going to happen to you so i'd hate to have you feel bad about those good things
1: oh well thank you i mean there's a weird relief in being like i'm not that significant
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are significant to me thank you you too guys everybody's great yes um okay well i have a game i want to play with you oh i love okay i'm ready um, this because I didn't know what your story was, so this game I kind of get. Uh, this game is about confessions. It's not really anything to do with your story, but it's called Guess the Rom-Com Confession. <gasps> oh, I love so this. So like rom-coms, and I love <laughs> rom-coms. And rom-coms always have a confessional moment. Yeah. In uh, in Chinese, actually, there's a phrase called "gao bai," which kind of translates to basically like confessing your feelings for someone um, but it's like a thing that happens a lot in soap operas or people will say like you know like oh so and so goodbye and and it, it's like that moment when they tell you, like, how they feel. Yeah. And, and I love that phrase. That's such a good phrase. It really is. I actually think I would take, like, 50 buys to one marriage proposal because that first, it's like the beginning of a relationship, yeah. that uncertainty. You know, when you're getting proposed to, uh, I hope you know by that point that they like you. It's yeah, really it shouldn't just, be a surprise. It really shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be the first time they've told you they care about you. Yeah. So I, I just think by moment is really exciting and fun and it's like why I like watching Mm rom-coms so today's game is a tribute to the go-bye moment Uh,
1: moment. I love it so here's the
0: rules I'm going to play a clip of an audio clip of a confession from a classic movie and you have to guess what movie it's from so if you get it right you get two points you can also ask for a hint and I'll give you a hint and if you get it right after the hint you'll get the point you'll probably get it after the hint the hints are pretty easy Um, but I think these are all movies you should know so let's see uh, let's see if you can guess them All right. I've been doing a lot of thinking is i love you what i love you how do you expect me to respond to this how about you love me too
1: how about i'm leaving you know it by your face oh my god (laughs) yeah Oh, yeah. Can I say yeah. it? When Harry Met Sally. Yes, oh, one of the best. One of the best. You're going to do so
0: well in this game. I'm so excited. Okay. I love this. Maybe you'll get a perfect score. You'll be the first perfect score. This
1: is like on Trivia Night when they, like, name a thing <laughs> that you're like, I've got this. I've got this. I know everything.
0: <laughs> okay. That's two points. Okay, here's the second one. Okay. You're not
1: scared of anything. I don't
0: Me? know. Me? I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am.
1: And... Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest
0: of my whole life.
1: I you know it? it? I do know it. (laughs) What is it? Dirty Dancing. Yes, correct. Yes yes four points oh, do you um, want to hear
0: the hint anyways though yeah but i'll hear the hint because you put work into this i want to hear it they say love makes you crazy but did you know it can also make you wanna swayzy? oh
1: that was such a good hint Ah, oh, and it has a pun in it this is everything i want in a game like if there was a way for me to buy a box set of this game i would only play this on saturday nights
0: i'll have to make it harder uh next time but this, is i fun.
1: love this are you kidding i'm in love with
0: this I like watching your face as you recognize it. Okay, here's the third one.
1: And also, um, I think I'm in love with you. You meet as friends? No. I mean, for real. Because you're like, the coolest person I've ever met. And, and you don't even have to try, you know? Do you know what, I don't know if I know this. Okay. Do, do I get a hint? You want a hint? Yeah, okay. I do want my hint.
0: Okay, in this movie, uh, Michael Sarah plays a reverse manic pixie dream girl and Ellen Page tries to fuck a married man. <gasps> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know this one. Yep. Um, Juno. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right. Also,
1: great hint. This is five points. Yeah, was, I, I kind of went on the nose with that one. <laughs> but also, I <laughs> loved that as a description of movie. Because all I know rom-coms, you know I love rom-coms, but I also love making fun of rom-coms. And so you hit it on the nose with yes. that one. It was so great.
0: Okay, five points, pretty good. Okay, here's the fourth fourth one. Michael.
1: I love you. I've loved you for nine years. I've just been too arrogant and scared to realize it. And, well, now I'm just scared, so I, I, I realize this comes at a very inopportune time i really have this gigantic favor to ask of you choose me you know it (laughs) of course i know it it's like truly one of the like uh worst couplings ever but like at the end it makes sense you know um can i say it yes all right um my best friend's wedding yes correct
0: Wait, wait, seven points um, by the way sidebar that movie I, I watched like recently and it's I think it's so perfect structurally and so if anybody wants to write movies out there even if you don't want to write rom-coms it's got such good structure and and also in the way that the protagonist drives all the action and everything oh, she yeah. does causes the pro- conflicts and that she doesn't get what she wants but there is a resolution so everyone should watch that movie yeah. it is it's a classic it really is uh-huh.
1: um, okay two more oh man this is great okay
0: I know you wrote the letter.
1: The only way you can meet my crazy crazy was was
0: by doing something crazy yourself. Thank you. I love you. I knew it the minute I met you. I'm sorry
1: it took so long for me to catch up. I just got stuck
0: do you know it i don't know if i do
1: can i have the hint yeah
0: okay mental health is real until you run into third act problems in which case love and dancing can cure depression
1: oh oh god i'm i'm for, wait i know that <laughs> uh
0: silver lining playback yeah
1: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> dancing can cure me. oh my god <laughs> oh, I just always want to hear your uh, hints. They're so good.
0: I do like that movie, but I hate the ending because oh, it yeah. totally ignores the fact that they b- both have serious mental issues.
1: Yeah. it's it's te- Oh, I mean, that's 100% true with that movie. Oh, my God. So
0: you have eight points. Okay, this last one, I'm certain you're going to get, but... Uh, all right, I'm so in for this. Or you might not get it at all. We'll okay. see.
1: <laughs> last one, I didn't think I was... I was like, I've, I can't... <laughs>
0: It's just the audio from the scene, so whatever you hear is what's happening.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> this one! Do you know what it is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was like, if anyone's gonna guess that, it, it's 100% gonna be I hundred percent do. What is it? Love action. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get and your hint? The hint is actually, please don't do this yes <laughs> yes that's the scene where uh he, the creepiest yeah, creepy but i i was like i think carmen will get this one so i'll throw it in there
1: at first i was like okay it was a christmas and i was like waiting for like words waiting for words and you're like it's just the audio from the scene and i was like wait no
0: <laughs> yes it's that amazing you scored uh 10, ten points oh, yeah, no, well doesn't matter you got them all right.
1: Oh you my god! Are a
0: winner. <gasps> I win. That was so fun. This is
1: the most fun. <laughs> I had the best time. Yay. I'm not kidding. I want the box set of this. this oh is my god! Great. Well,
0: maybe I'll write more of these. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anywhere people can find you or anything you want to promote and let our listeners know about? <coughs> oh man. Um,
1: I you can find me on Twitter at Chees uh, if you want to see my work. Um, How do you spell that? Carmesan, like uh, C A R M oh wait c-a-r-m-e-s-a-n C- carmesan like parmesan cheese nice. and then cheeses uh at the end so Parmesan cheeses uh and then my website is where you can find my work uh it's like you it's like pretty curated and up to date um and that's uh www.carmenangelica.com uh and then yeah otherwise i'm i'm just like putting up Videos
0: and stuff. Yeah. and yeah. Check her out. Uh, go get a computer if you don't have one. Go to Best Buy, Please. buy a computer. Yeah, um, you'll love it. Get call Time Warner <laughs> up, get an internet, and then uh, <laughs> and then go to Carmen's website and watch her videos. Aww, thank Thanks you so man. much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye.